G'day Dons fans, Jonathan Walsh here and welcome to the premiere episode of our post-match first thoughts for season 2024. I've got Humi here with me in the Don the Stat studio. All right, Humi, what's this all about, mate? Thanks, Jono. Let's just get straight into it. Our aim in 2024 is to get these episodes out in the immediate hours after each match to Patreon subscribers, either the two of us or with members of the Don the Stat community, depending on our availability. But it's not going to be an emotive reaction. So in true Don the Stat style, we want to take the key positives and negatives out of the game, the matchups that did or didn't work, elements of our game plan or game style that went well and those that didn't. A short, sharp reflection of the key points that we can look into drill down into when we watch the replay. This format is a work in progress, so we'll see how we go with the first episode. Sounds good to me, mate. Our, our hope is that we can do this independent of the scoreboard and, and, yeah, as you said, take the emotion out of it. I hope that when people listen to these episodes throughout the season, if they haven't seen the game, they won't necessarily know whether we've won or lost, but but they'll have some things that they can take into, you know, watching the replay, uh, as you said. And and it's building off a little bit of a... a uh, a theory or a theme that that the assistant coaches ran with uh, early in or in that sort of late 90s, early 2000s era of success that that whether we won or lose, the first review meeting of the week was to to drill down on, on the positives and negatives out of the game and how we played, uh, you know, with the theory being you win well, there's always things that can get better. And, and if you do lose, there, there's still some things that went okay. So let's crack in, mate. Let's start with the negatives so we can finish off with the positive. I've got two or I've landed on on two. There was probably a couple more, but I thought the handover of our defenders, particularly our, our key defenders, was really poor today. It is it is the first time that we've seen McKay and, and Hayes in Essendon colours, and it's been a while since we've seen Reed. So, you know, there, there's some reasons why those those guys didn't gel first time out. But it was it was a bit of a mess, and and I think that's something that's going to need to get really better or get a lot better really quickly. Given that we've got the Hawks in round one, and and the forward line is the one part of the ground for them that they do have a full complement to choose from. And then at the other end of the ground, I thought our forward mix was was all wrong. A bit of a theme that has carried over from twenty twenty three, and that's just that that need for another genuine small forward in in the mix and unless we can use Zach Merritt in those forward rotations I don't think we can continue with the likes of Perkins Caldwell and Hobbs who didn't play today but but he's one who suffers from the same problem at at half forward Gresham worked the other guys not so much they just get lost in transition far too frequently it's it's, it's not their game yeah well, from my from my end, you you touched on the forward mix there, and I think you you've gone with the small forwards, and, and I'm thinking about sort of the big marking targets and the fact that we didn't really have a big marking target out there really cost us today. So they've spent the whole summer training to kick it to forwards like Peter Rye and to Nate Caddy, um, and neither of them were out there today. So you know we get frustrated with the delivery into the forward line. They're not delivering to the forward line the way that they've trained all summer in, in that practice match. So there's something to consider uh, going forward. Jones, you know, I, I know I know he cops a lot of criticism. I felt he got to a lot of good positions. There's a couple of good marks he took on the wing, but he's not, he's not at the very least halving contests that he needs to halve. And so that, that causes us problems. And so without that marking target, St Kilda uh, had to play close and t- pay close attention to, it meant that their, their quality zone off defenders could, could head off, take marks and, and stop our forward thrust. So I do think that we need to find a way to get those forward marking targets in. Maybe even, you know, a Sam Draper uh, when he gets back fit and if we do play the two, Ruckman can fulfil that role somewhat. 
And then my previous point also plays into what was happening with our center clearance dominance. So pretty much from the start of the, the game to probably partway through the last quarter, St Kilda did get on top right towards the end there in the center bounces. We had first use at center bounce. Um, but I think a couple of things prevented us from taking full advantage of that. Firstly, is that lack of, you know, big, tall marking targets to stick to heat to. And secondly, St Kilda did a really good job of making sure that when we had the centre clearance, we were exiting either out the back or out the side. And, and that gave them time to to set up and, and prevent, you know, those those quick passes to a to much more open forward line. Uh, and it meant that we didn't get a, the advantage of, of the centre clearance. And then St Kilda were able to win the ball and, and move back up the ground. Um, and then there were periods of time when the ball wasn't they be able to move out of our defensive 50 because St Kilda was, was so well set up. So, as, you know, a centre clearance can be such a big weapon for us. We've talked about how it's not the be all and end all, but it is something that we are quite good at and we should be making the most of. And there's a few things that need to happen in order for us to do that going forward. Well, that's the negatives. As you probably can tell from the match result, there's probably a few more we could touch on, but this is not a... This is not a sad podcast. This is a, a balanced podcast. So we're going to move on to the positives now. What have you got, Jono? Yeah, a couple of things I liked, mate, and, and there are a few more, but again, I've landed on two. I, I like the Sam Durham role today. We've heard of the the big preseason that he's had and, and seen lots of updates about how well he's going. Uh, he started at the first centre bounce in, in as a centre bounce midfielder. He then went forward and, and played as a half forward. So and, unless I missed it, uh, I don't think we really saw him on the wing today. Uh, I think he's already showing he's a bit of the exception to the rule above that I spoke about with with some of the other guys playing mid and, and half forward. I think Durham is showing signs that he's won and and and, uh, and can really work there. Um, Stringer and Merritt, you know, not going off at half time, and, and the the likes are also going to help that. But yeah, I thought the Durham role was a was a really big tick and and a, a good uh, a good move for for how we might be able to balance up going forward. And then just a, a real small one, albeit, a, you know, something that, that can be really pernient. There was a moment in the last quarter, and, and the game was well and truly over, but there was a, a stoppage just outside of our forward 50, and uh, Guelphy was uh, was playing as a small forward and came to the rear side, so the, it had his back to our goals, so on, on the defensive side of the stoppage, which which wasn't his position. He, he was – so even though he had his back – he was on the defensive side. He effectively positioned himself so that he could, you know, take take the hit out or, or, or rove the hit out and then stream forward, not where he should be. And, and Dersma screamed initially just at anyone um, to pick up Guelphie's man. He, he, Dersma instantly just saw that the, there was a loose St Kilda player at the stoppage. And, and then once he identified the reason that that player was loose was because Guelphie had gone to the wrong spot and, and probably was kick chasing a little bit. He just really screamed at Guelphie to to get him across. And, and ultimately, Guelphie did it. And the ball went over his head and, and it went down the other end into St Kilda's forward line. Uh, so it probably didn't matter too much where Guelphie was standing. But, you know, game one at the club, I think for for a player to, to show that sort of leadership on field and really demand better accountability and ownership at, at stoppage, I thought was a, a real positive in what was otherwise, an, a, I guess, a negative moment. 
Yeah, and, and that's something that we really need to see more of from our players to be making sure that each are, each of them are accountable for where they are on the on the ground, and, and that's how you get those defensive setups to work. Uh, you, you touched on Dersma there, but I thought in general all four of our new recruits show that they're going to be improvements for the side going forward. They're going to make us a better side. I, you you would have seen Dersma getting up and back down the wings very effectively. He was getting involved both ends, helping to clean up at the defensive end and delivering inside 50 a game. It's probably a connection issue with with the forwards. I touched on the, the key forwards and you touched on the small forwards. So there's issues there going forward, but I thought he was really promising today. Um, as you've pointed out uh, a little bit, again, with the small forwards, I thought you mentioned that Gresham was probably the one of, of our small forward options that was really effective and he, Again, something that you've pointed out in the Patreon video you did on Gresham and, and how his career has gone and, and what his strengths are. Uh, I think we saw that in today's game, getting to a lot of different contests, getting around the ground and, and just being really dangerous uh, around there. And that's something we really need. Definitely an upgrade on, on save the role that Will Snelling was played. Goldstein seems to have a great chemistry with our center bounce mids. He was a key reason why we had that center bounce dominance, at least for the first half that he was on the ground there. Um, he showed he basically rocked that whole first half, and I think he's shown that he he's going to be close to the first choice going forward at this stage. Uh, obviously, Draper's injury needs to heal, and he needs to get some match fitness there. But I think Goldstein's close to locked into round one at this stage. Uh, and finally, McKay was solid down back. I know uh, Max King kicked four, but two of them were wind-assisted goals from outside 50 in conditions that he won't get in the regular season. So I'm not too concerned with that. I think the definite signs that uh, McKay is going to be someone that is going to be able to anchor our defence. And again, it, it's just going to be a, a matter of gelling with those others down back. Uh, he had to play sort of both that lockdown role and that intercept role with the absence of Jordan Ridley. Uh, so I think get Jordan Ridley back into that back line with a Ben Mackay, uh, you're going to see the best of Ben Mackay because he's not going to have to fulfill both of those roles. And then my second positive, it didn't really last for too long, but I think for probably the first third of the second quarter, so the, probably the first seven or eight minutes, uh, we really managed to lock the ball into sort of our forward end or when Kilda got it to the halfway line, we were really good at winning it back and getting it back into our forward line to give ourselves another chance of a shot. And that's with St Kilda having the win. So we, we were doing that against the win, which I thought at least for those eight minutes was we played that fairly impressively. Um, obviously the, the question is whether we can sustain that for longer periods of games and we're going to need to, if we're going to be successful going forward and we need to take those opportunities. Stringer, Stringer had one that he should have kicked Menzi, um, either should have just kicked the goal or got it over to, to Langford in the square uh, both of those should have been goals and we should have been back in the centre taking advantage of our, our centre bounce dominance there. So obviously, you know, it's it's not an it's not an overall positive result for the club, but there are still positive things to talk about coming out of that match. Yeah, for sure, mate. Uh, I agree with both of those points. Uh, just quickly, King kicked five on Mackay last year uh, when he was playing for the Brews. So getting him down to four is a, an improvement. So we'll we'll take that. We're on track. It'll be three in the when we play St Kilda in the regular season, clearly. That's right. That's right. Well, look, that'll do us for our instant reaction to the first practice match. We'll be doing this again after the Geelong match next Friday. This will also, That will also be released on the main podcast feed, but when we hit the regular season, these instant reactions will be exclusive to Patreon. You can sign up using the link in the description of this episode. We'll be back Thursday for our extensive review of the match and previewing the Geelong game. But until then, stay safe and go Dons.